micro SD card. Huh. I thought you were, I thought you had taken up weed smoke in there, Steve. I did not. But I thought you dropped your roach. I did not drop my roach. Mm. He's over there dropping his micro uh, dot. Mm. Little LSD, Steve? Yeah. Little LSD what micro? That's what I do all day. I believe it. You know, if you told me, Chris, I've been doing LSD for the past 15 years, I'd probably go, yeah, I buy that. Hmm. I buy that. You know, you're just like off in some alternate reality. I am in an alternate reality, but <laughs> I believe not, that shit. It's not drug induced. <laughs> hey, Matt, I, are you uh, joining us between tornadoes or? <laughs> just asking. Yeah. Do you guys like just have to jump out of the way? <laughs> It doesn't quite work that way, unfortunately. No. No. Sounds like they're coming pretty fucking close, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Step to the left, step to the right. I see, see posts from Matt after they're all huddled in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good time. I, I, pick, I picture a, a horrible family experience for the naps. Well, and for some reason, like, the one where we got in the bathtub, like, that wasn't as scary as the one last night, and the one last night didn't actually come anywhere near me. <laughs> huh. Wow! But the one last night wasn't expected, <laughs> right? You just they came just like, well, they really were going off in the middle of the night. And I'm like, what is this? More flash flooding? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, tornadoes, and they like killed people in Oklahoma City, and now they're in Tulsa, mm -hmm. and uh, they do like a a path of the storm mm -hmm. and they really just uh it was you know wrapped up in the storm and they couldn't get an eye on it so it was like uh it could hit my house or it could hit nowhere near my house in the next four minutes <laughs> so it was kind of fun uh you know waiting to see if it was going to hit or not rolling those dice yeah and that just you know of course shot my anxiety through the roof well yeah well, which may be why i feel like crap today I've been there. You see, I, I told you, if you weren't like one of those thrill-seeking behavior type people, you wouldn't have these low lows, man. Yeah, I know. You know, I said, why? Did you want to put yourself in the middle of Tornado Alley? And you're like, Chris, I'm a man who lives on the edge. Yeah. I like to stand <laughs> on my roof with a parachute <laughs> and just wait for it to grab me. Oh. And you know there are crazy fucks out there. <laughs> I've just created a new extreme sport. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can get close enough to the tornado to get whipped out without getting mm -hmm. taken out. Yeah. Oh, man. There's some two by fours you got to watch out for. But once you get past those. Yeah, it's all the debris. Yeah. The debris is what gets you, Steve. I was really close. I mean, we were within half a mile where a tornado struck when I was a kid. Yeah. That's a scary fucking situation. That lives where there are tornadoes, Steve. Yeah, I know. I'm don't, just don't, don't try to relate. I'm relating because <laughs> I've been through it. No. You took out my school. No. School was about half a mile down the road. Matt wakes up every other Thursday, and I, and his world has made the technicolor, and there's friggin' little people around him singing. 
I know I don't have to live through it like Matt does every day of my life, but I actually did see a funny meme on uh, the internet that said Oklahoma should change their state song to Tornado Sirens. (laughs) I'm guessing the Tornado Sirens get played more than the state song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do states have songs? Yes. I wonder what Ohio's is. Uh, Look it up. Oh god, here we go. Saturday night fever, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Grab yourself a couple of pants. Start walking down the road. Cincinnati song. Really? The WKRP song? They made up a song for Ohio. It's beautiful Ohio. That's (laughs) yay. (laughs) Cincinnati WKRP. (laughs) That would be better. Just to be fair, Oklahoma State song is Oklahoma, Steve. So. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. That's a good. We're song. trying to compete with me, Steve. You lose. I'm gonna try Pennsylvania since I grew up there. Oh, so <laughs> now what do you think you get to change up? Well, I, I'm gonna take the one that's better. Oh. Oh. Uh, I see how Pennsylvania you Pennsylvania polka. I think. Oh. No, it's not. No. <laughs> this song is called Pennsylvania. I've never heard of it. Uh, anyhow, are we ready to start the shit? I'm going to listen to the song, but you go ahead. Uh, oh, <laughs> that sounds great, Steve. I'm, I'm glad that you know you're going to be on board. You know, while the uh, intro to the show is playing, you enjoy Pennsylvania. I will. Good. Steve Alcorn's a fine investigator. Oh, fuck off. This is the Bordian Slip with your host, Chris York. I don't I don't need porn, Chris. I have a good woman. Listen, I have a I have a good woman. I still watch porn. Co-host, Steve Alcorn. You are the top shit in Bigfootery if you get the invitation. Oh, are you? I've gotten the invitation two years in a row now, Chris. Wow, not me. And sometimes special guest, Matt Knapp. It's hard growing older, you know? Maturing, maturing. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Makes me more dignified and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, George Washington. <laughs> I opted for the. Uh, Is that what meth addicts say? That <laughs> make me more dignified. <laughs> Taking on all things strange since 2013. Wait a minute. I don't know what the hell. Are we're you doing. saying that he's pregnant? Possibly. Was he implanted by one of these teenage aliens? Did <laughs> 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 that happen to Arnold? Uh, this di- device, which comes as part of Nintendo's quality of life initiative, is to is going to have kids running around banging their heads off bricks. <laughs> yeah. You're about to witness the strength of creep knowledge. Good evening. And welcome to the 40 and Slip. This is episode 79. Mm. Real life zombies. Steve. Zombies? They're going to come eat your brain, Steve. That's what zombies do. They're going to come eat your fucking brain. 
from the inside out, Steve. <laughs> They're going to go but, away hungry. But they might leave you alive. Scary shit, Steve. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into the topic of the night, um, I had thrown Matt a message the other night. He was uh, in no uh, frame of mind for me to discuss said subject with him. I want to stay for the record. But, uh, um, I we have well, I have access to uh, uh, a woman who is currently on an archaeological dig in Belize, mm. and uh, when she gets back home, um, she has agreed to come on the show. Oh boy! Um, and she would love to talk about you know what they do and the Mayan culture and civilization and all that stuff and and. Like the uh, the civilization, you know, like this ancient civilization. I thought it'd be a good idea, and I I wanted to get you guys' take on it. Uh, that'd be a good idea to go through like what actually happens, like the boots on the ground shit. You know, because we often talk about these this stuff, like these these ancient civilizations that are being uncovered, like Gobekli Tepe, uh, you know, and these other different places, and. Uh, we don't often go into the uh, the nuts and bolts, the you know the everyday shit that happens on these dig sites, <clears throat> which I think would be it would be good to know. It'd be good to go through like you know the day to day stuff that they do, and you know why these people do it. Yeah, because yep. and we often talk about you know Bigfoot research. We'd like to see like what real people would do. And this is kind of like a thing where there's actual real, you know, people doing things the proper way. You know, they don't just have shovels out there. You know, just dig <laughs> Bring in the bulldozer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not doing that shit. Like they, they take this stuff like layer by layer. Ooh, I, think one of, I think one of the things that she's responsible for uh, when I was talking to her before was uh, the testing the soil samples as they take them from each individual layer. And they take them back, and they test them, and so on and so forth. Uh, it's some. It's. It, it, I think it would be fascinating just to get a chance to know, you know, how that whole process is done. Does she wear a fedora and carry a whip? <clears throat> well, see, um, Matt said, "Can we call her Indiana?" And I, you know, you two are more than welcome to call her whatever you wish. <laughs> uh, I live in the same same state as the the lady, and. Uh, 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 you, you, so you, you do as you wish. All right. She does travel the world. <laughs> I just want to so, know if that's, you know, fantasy. Is her well. name possibly Jane or Joan? No. Damn it. No. Mm. So um, I want to know if she's ever encountered booby traps or curses. Yes. <laughs> All <laughs> questions that can be asked. Well, th does she do archaeological digs in Egypt? Uh, Belize. I don't know where that's at. Belize, in, Navidad. It's in uh, Central America. Okay, well, then there wouldn't be curses there. Why? Why? It's a Mayan ruin. <laughs> Mayans didn't curse people. They didn't. Uh, hello, Steve. Maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know Mayans from Egyptians. I don't know. I just want to know how to read that fucking calendar. Can somebody fucking show me how to read that damn thing? I know it's all over. Like it'd just be like having an old calendar, but I want to be able to read it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Mayan equivalent of the farmer's almanac. <laughs> yeah. Like if you had yet last year's. Yeah. <laughs> you want to sacrifice your virgins on the second week of October. <laughs> on top of the pyramid, not at the base. If your corn isn't knee high by the 4th of July, that's our. If problem. you're on the spring solstice and the sun is shining, it's such a procession. <laughs> Please sacrifice your goat on the lower level platform <laughs> on Pyramid C. A Mayan priest with like a straw hat and overalls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she's been, she's been going down there for quite a few years now. Um, she goes down, I think, like uh, at least once, if not sometimes twice a year, uh, down to Belize to the, the dig site. So I did... Uh, I did secure the. Uh, oh, I'm having her on the show. She just said that she wanted to make sure that uh, she didn't have like a cold or anything like that. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, one of those mummy curse colds. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We don't want that. Because I'll probably be sitting across a microphone from her, so I don't want her having a fucking cold either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I, th I thought that would be cool to go through some of that stuff because I had just watched a uh, a TED talk with Klaus Schmidt, who's the uh, the uh, lead guy, lead archaeologist over at Gobekli Tepe, and watching uh, him discuss about how they're <clears throat> going through and clearing this all out, and how you know how crazy it is, and all that, and and how I he's mean, secretly part of an organization trying to recover Nazi relics. Yeah, <laughs> I mean uh, Klaus Schmidt. Exactly. Yeah, I know, right. Um. But I mean, I, I whenever I hear them talk about go back to Tepe and they're like, oh, they were just hunter gatherers. It's like, yeah, were they? Were they really just hunter gatherers? And uh, maybe we gotta rewrite some fucking shit here. I don't think anybody was just hunter gatherers like we think. Well, uh, no, well, and I mean, like I said, I think that it's about time that like they rewrote or restructured some things because the the ever growing predominant theory now is that the erosion on the sphinx rainfall yeah. and that means that the Egyptian civilization has just been pushed back quite a few thousand years yeah um, but I, and I think we need to just start accepting these things um, because a lot of them are are beginning to be undeniably true I mean, I've watched the Robert Shock stuff about the the water erosion on the Sphinx, and if you it, just looking at it and looking at the the comparisons, it's a no fucking brainer. You don't even have to be a scientist to know it looks exactly like rain erosion or water erosion. It is exactly the same. But couldn't high winds and sand do the same thing? No, it's a completely different type of erosion. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's a it would it would have eroded the rock in a completely different way. But yeah, I so I, I think it'd be interesting to talk to somebody in the know who knows like what goes on in these on these dig sites. I think it'd be interesting, and she knows quite a bit about Mayan civilization too. So, um, I think it could be a good discussion. So, yeah, like what the hell happened to them? Yeah, yeah, where did they go? Away. Yeah, because uh, there there are some theories that it was 
that the first introduction, the first people that got here introduced smallpox and that that wiped them out or wiped out a lot of these, um, these civilizations in uh, Central and Southern America. But I, I mean, they just, I mean, they were just in essence gone. And there were civilizations in South America and Central America that disappeared long before the conquistadors showed up. So I mean, it, it, there's some baffling things, you know, and then some questions that are, you know, remain unanswered and probably will always remain unanswered when it comes to these civilizations. But I'd love to have some answers. Love for somebody to dig something up that goes, oh, this is what happened. <clears throat> But who knows? So anyway, uh, the topic of the night, uh, real life fucking zombies. If you want to be fucking completely creeped the fuck out, tonight's show is for you. Because I went on a an insane rabbit hole. It was like a couple of weeks ago. I found uh, cordyceps fungus. Which is a zombie ant fungus. And this thing literally like spreads its spores and they go all over like the jungle floor or they land on an ant and start and gets inside the ant and starts taking over their body. Like almost instantly. They start changing. And then it starts getting them to climb. So they climb up a tree, they get to where the conditions are just perfect, where there's just the right humidity, just the right sunlight. And they make this fungus makes the ant clamp down on the tree in like a death grip. And that's where it bursts from the ant. This it, it looks like just a stalk that just comes out of it with a bulbous fucking uh, spore sack. And then that bursts and it starts all over again and just more ants and these things can wipe out an entire ant colony in no time just boom gone fascinating maybe that's what happened to the civilizations (laughs) (laughs) cordyceps fungus (laughs) hey um and and we're going to get into some some fungus that uh or actually some uh some parasites that that are affecting people uh, there's quite a there's a few on the list actually. Um, so the other one that I'd run into is the uh, the horsehair worm, and this fucking thing, it uh, it gets into like grasshoppers or crickets or whatever, and it changes their brain chemistry so that they instantly seek out water to commit suicide. So that the worm can emerge, uh, <clears throat> you know, give birth and do the whole cycle all over again. That's badass. Yeah. <clears throat> it just takes them over, gets them to fucking die. Just jump yeah, in. And it's like floor. a whole process. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think give that worm to a few people I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible, now, Steve. Now, today, I'm just I, saying. today, I came across one that I hadn't come across before. Which is the castrator barnacles? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, these, yeah. Things, these things 
take off your penis, Steve. No. No, they uh they what they do is a lot of work, but whatever. I don't want it. They enter a a crab, a host crab. They find a chink in the claw joints, and then it gets rid of its hard shell, and it it, it it's like a slug at that point, and it gets inside of the crab. Hmm. Then it like sets up its it sets itself up, <clears throat> uh, feeding off of the crab. And making it into something where it can reproduce. So if it's a female, it will make the crab take care of its babies. If it's a male, it will make it change sex to become a female so that it can take care of the babies. And yeah. yeah. And like it, it changes everything. Like if, if, if it changes it from a male to a female, it, it it grows a larger abdomen to be able to carry the young. It's gonad shrink and it stops developing fighting claws. Hmm. It completely becomes like a female. It's just crazy shit. Crazy ass shit. So <clears throat> or the bald guy on Game of Thrones. That too. Varus? Yeah. See how I worked a Game of Thrones reference in? Uh, I I I watched some end scene stuff to the whole Game of Thrones shit. Yeah, I, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't gone down that treacherous path yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, Anytime hey. there's a petition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you really need to petition the Game of Thrones ending? I mean, Christ on a pony, people. Get over yourselves. So uh, the next thing that I come across was the uh, green banded brood sack. This fucking thing's interesting. That's the one Steve has. Yes, uh, that's the Sweetwater Legends uh, uh, secret. <clears throat> so what this thing does is uh, the snails uh, uh, generally will eat like bird shit. So when the snails go over to eat the bird shit, uh, they pick up the eggs of these things, these green banded fucking bird sacks, and they start growing inside. Well, what it does, what they do is they take over the antenna on the the slug, and they they grow the antenna. They almost start looking like these caterpillars sticking out of the end of the fucking snail. Hmm. <clears throat> it will then make the snail climb up to an open space high up so a bird can eat it and then be shit out thus starting the cycle it's like cannibalism. all over again cannibalism what do you mean yeah because they're shitting out a slug and then a slug goes eat it that's cannibalism they're eating slugs slugs eating slugs no they're eating shit steve yeah slug it's shit it's a snail eating a brood sack yeah and anything called a brood sack is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you saw the, the the way these things look, they look like it literally looks like it grows the antenna till they're like caterpillar like things sticking out of the end of the snail. It, and it is very strange. <clears throat> but I did. I went on this whole fucking rabbit hole about these damn things. And it it just got creepy. Well, like there was recently a, you know, a video being passed around social media that showed like the uh, horsehair worm thing. Yep. 
and uh, I believe it was in like a praying mantis. Yep. I've and, yeah, I just saw that one, and that was freaky. Yeah. You know? And when <laughs> I first saw it, I was like, ah, this is bullshit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is no like the worms on the meat, and you pour the coke on it. Like, come on. And I looked it up, and it's real. And there's like tons of these things. Like it is absolutely freaky. Yeah. Well, here's the one that fucking that kind of creeped me out about the whole thing. So, the uh, the ladybird parasite, which is a wasp, and this wasp will find ladybugs, and they will it, it will lay the fucking egg in the ladybug. The egg will grow inside the ladybug. It will chew its way out like a fucking chest burster, man, out of this fucking ladybug. But it doesn't kill it. It then, once it creates a way out, it um, it starts spinning a cocoon for itself, which it leaves itself room to be able to, to, to get out of the ladybug into the fucking cocoon. Now, after it gets into the cocoon, it has, it has, uh, I can't remember if it leaves like a, a line into the ladybug or if it just drugs the shit out of it with how it's taken over the inside of the ladybug. <clears throat> the ladybug will care for it until it completely hatches. Hmm. And then after it's hatched, most times, not all times, sometimes they will die, but most times these ladybugs will go back to being just normal ladybugs. They can reproduce and everything. That's crazy. Yeah. They could even get infected with another one of these fucking things. It's just fucked up. Damn it, not again. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, like that fucking in space pulse. <laughs> Isn't that the one? Um, I did a little research myself. Yep. Um, where like it's believed that they choose the ladybug because of like the the defensive appearance, you know, the poison appearance or toxic appearance yeah. of the coloring, yeah. and like if a predator comes near, like the ladybug will like start kicking and yeah, like, and, trying to and get the away. ladybug knows how to keep them away. Yeah, that's and, yes, and that's the and weird. the wasp <laughs> have, have specifically chosen them for that purpose. Yeah, that is correct. But uh, yeah, that was the one that creep that fucking creeped me out because it's like they take it over, and then when they're done, it reverts back to itself, just goes back to being a fucking ladybug. No, 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 another fucking normal day. Weird shit. Um, the one that I came across today that I hadn't seen before, well, excuse me, was the emerald cockroach wasp. Now this one's a little different. It doesn't I and I kind of see this one as a zombie uh a zombie parasite type thing, but it it more or less just kind of drugs the fucking thing and takes it and just eats it. But uh it, what it does is it takes over cockroaches. It'll find a cockroach and the first sting it'll sting it will disable its uh front legs so that it can't get at the wasp. And the second one drugs it and kind of makes it docile. So it'll do whatever the fucking wasp wants. <clears throat> and as soon as it has it docile like that, it takes it by the antenna and rips the fucking antenna off the cockroach. <laughs> and then once the antenna are off, it drags it back to its nest. 
lays a single egg on it and then buries it. And then that egg will grow, eat into the cockroach, and it will systematically eat the cockroach in such a way that it will keep it alive almost right up to the point where it emerges. So it knows how, in what order to eat the inside of the cockroach to keep it alive. But how? Exactly. <laughs> like, how the fuck does it know how to do this shit? See, that's the thing that gets me about all of these things, especially in the insect world, because there's a lot of this stuff going on in the yeah. insect world. I mean, <sighs> science will get you so far. <laughs> mm -hmm. But how? <laughs> like, like like the ant thing, like yeah. that's a fungus, right? Yeah, cord uh, it's a cordyceps fungus. How does the fungus know where <coughs> to lead the ant? How does it lead the ant right to where it needs to be and everything? Get the ant to stop there, you know? Like all this is just so weird. <laughs> yeah, and uh, on to our first. Uh, Human uh, parasite. No. Oh, yeah. Matt, I saw you uh, posted a picture of a little kitten. It's not mine. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. You were in uh, proximity to the kitten. I, I was. Did you pet the cat? Adjacent to the cat. Did you pet, did you pet the cat? I. Of course he did. Plead the fifth. There's a cat. So plasmosis, Matt. No. Hope you washed your hands. I did, and uh, I, I this, yelled at Leslie. <laughs> the this is a single-celled organism that um, it infects rats and mice. Now, here's the interesting thing about toxoplasmosis: when it infects rats or mice, it takes away their fear of cats. That doesn't make sense. It makes <laughs> them want to. It makes them attracted to the pheromones in cat urine. <laughs> so that they will get eaten by a cat, get shit back out, and then the rats and mice will get into the shit and piss and wind up getting the parasite all over again. It is insane. And the single-celled organism. How much it takes. <laughs> it literally makes them... Uh, a scientist uh, described it as it makes them almost uh, t uh, take on the characteristics of a cat um, responding to another cat in heat. It, it is it is mind blowing. So, how does this single celled organism? <laughs> Know how to do that. Know how to change <laughs> the chemistry in an animal's brain that reverses the effect of its main predator's pheromones. Right. <clears throat> like yeah. And but and makes them more more apt to to go near them. Yeah. It is is and and here's the, the thing. Um, now there's there's been some new theory about toxoplasmosis, and in that it, they think that it has some link to schizophrenia. I'm not going to say that. I think that 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 leap is kind of it's too early for them to say that. 
Um, but there has been some evidence that it ha that toxoplasmosis in human beings can make men tend to be a little more aggressive and women to be a little more promiscuous. Really? Yes. Because, I mean, I, I know some I, I, women I, who let, have a lot of cats. About crazy cat I mean, yeah, <laughs> right fucking now. I know one. <laughs> is she promiscuous? Yes. And she will rip her clothes off in a minute. <laughs> no, she she has, uh, you know, like the, the sexual drive of a horny teenage guy. And she always has. Yeah. It's the cat. They, they, this is something that they've theorized for a while now. And this is one that I actually buy into. I, I, I'm willing to go down the road with toxoplasmosis. On this one, but so um, maybe I should let Leslie get the cat. The, you know, <laughs> but you know, at the same time, you might have to take some anger management classes, Matt. Well, he's already got to do that. I'm okay with that. Because, <laughs> because you might want to, you know, yeah, you might want to take some matters into your own hands. <laughs> you know, just because that aggression. Yes. Uh so yeah. Um, now here's one that I did not know. Rabies. Rabies? Yes. Rabies. Um, one of the reasons why rabies, and it will it will it will do the same types of things with people too, but in most cases the uh people never get to that point where they wind up going and biting someone else or trying to bite someone. But in dogs and in other animals that get rabies. It will eventually make them aggressive to bite people, other dogs, yeah. in order to spread the virus because it spreads through the saliva. Cujo. Correct. I saw a great all dogs go to heaven meme with Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> it just said all dogs go to heaven, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, and I, I, I didn't think of that with, with rabies. That's funny because rabies is like probably the most common one that everybody knows about and everybody knows, you know, the behavior that's associated with it. I mean, mm -hmm. anytime there's, you know, any sort of animal attack, well, did it have rabies? But then like you hear about like zombie mind altering parasites and you're <laughs> like, what? That can't exist. Whenever you grow up hearing about it all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, now, and and uh, the last one that I had come across, and this one fucking threw me for a loop. I had never heard of this. I had, uh, um, I, I, it, the, and, but I guess these, this study has been done. Um, the influenza virus makes people more sociable. What? Yes. Um, they did a study where they gave people the flu vaccine, which basically gives you, you know, in the beginning, because it makes you build the antibodies, it gives kind of gives you the flu. In that initial period, uh, when you get the flu, you tend to be more sociable. Um, uh, infected hosts were more likely to head out to bars, go to parties, and be in groups of large amounts of people where it can spread easier where it can spread easier so when you get the flu your brain will instinctively try to get you to go out 
You're being taken over, man. That's weird. No fucking control. How does that happen? Can we get a scientist on here to explain this stuff to me? I want to. I'd have been able to, but unfortunately, I stuck my dick in her, and I don't think she'll (laughs) ever talk to me again. I wonder. I wonder what happens if you get (laughs) if you get the flu and rabies at the same time. Hmm. You'd be biting a lot of people. You become a vampire. That's right. But I mean, there's a lot. Actually, if you think about it, I mean, all the rashes and poison ivy stuff. Like, if you get that, it makes you itch, and that spreads it further. Yep. It's it, it, and and it, when you start thinking about it in terms like that, how these things change your behavior, and it's something you can't even control. Name one time when you've gotten, you know, poison ivy or you've gotten a rash when you've been able to control yourself and stop yourself from scratching it. Well, no, you got to buy something to stop the itching because right. you can't stop. Right. You know, it, it changes your behavior. And that it, I mean, in a way, it's kind of scary. It is scary. Because all it <laughs> takes is for one of these parasites to change just a little bit to affect human beings. You know, what happens, you know if, you're like, what happens if fucking cordyceps mushrooms turn a, a cordyceps fungus turn us into fucking invasion of the body snatches, Matt? Well, yeah, or you grow a fucking little dude out of your back, you know, master blaster. Fucking pod people. I'll be okay with most of them except that green banded ball. <laughs> Shut <thing>. up, Steve. <laughs> He's okay with the crab virus. He doesn't want the fucking caterpillars <laughs> sticking out of his face. No. no. But. Gonad shrinkage and <laughs> losing his fighting claws. He's good with that. He's all good with the crab. I am not good with the crab. You said the only one. Well, I, I'm going to revise my statement. <laughs> I would like to add an amendment. <laughs> I forgot to tell you. It's, it's the fucking crab that you get on your balls, Steve. <laughs> yeah. So eventually you get the fucking thing. No, I don't want it. You get barnacles in your fucking dick. I mean, survival, man. Life yeah. will find a way. And but it is so fascinating that these things have found this insane niche. Like, I mean, they found this the perfect vessels for their young or for their, you know, spawn or their spores or whatever the case may be. I mean the the what the these cordyceps things do to these these ants, it's fucking crazy. I got a picture right here. I'll share it. Share the shit. I think the ladybug one is the craziest. <laughs> that ladybug goes right back into being a ladybug. That's the that's the cordyceps thing. Wow. One. Yeah. That's after that's after the, the that's after it's taken over the, the ant. It's made it get to the certain spot to clamp down and die, and then it just grows out of it. And this it's is a, a yeah, it's it's very similar to a mushroom. It's a fungus. Oh, almost looks tasty. Yeah, you want, you want Steve, why don't you try that? See if it takes you <laughs> over. Makes you climb up a tree and chomp down. <laughs> I did climb a lot of trees when I was a kid, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I I came across that. That was the first one that I came across was the was the cordyceps. 
fungus. And I was just like, this is creepy shit. Because, I mean, it, it, when it said it could wipe out entire ant colonies in no time. It just, boom. I think that, I think my, the weirdest one is that ladybug one, though, because it basically makes it into a slave and then releases it and it goes back to being a fucking ladybug. Yeah. It takes it over. And it chooses the ladybug specifically. Yeah. Because of the defense that the, the ladybug can provide for See, its See, that's the weird thing. Like, so if some other random type beetle comes along, it's like, nope. How does it know? Right. How does well, it freaking I, well, know? Well, I think it's I think it's interesting too because you know you have a lot of these people that say, oh, like zombies can never happen. Well, y- y- the undead version of zombies, yeah. You know this this idea that it's just this dead thing that's walking. But up. something could easily. But this parasitic idea of a zombie is very probable. Well, yeah, but like I mean, according to like. Some of the basic functions going on in these examples, there could be some sort of brain parasite that kills you and then reanimates your body and walks around right. using okay. it as a puppet. Okay, and here's the thing: I also came across. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. There is a brain worm spread by tornadoes thanks uh, <laughs> yeah yes yeah, by tornado uh no uh that winds up uh um getting into moose and it's not a um yeah it's a brain parasite that turns moose into zombies now what happens is this brain Zombie worm, moose yes now what happens is uh, this brain worm is typical in deer, white-tailed deer. But the deer don't have an issue with it. It does not affect the deer at all. But when it gets into the brain of a moose, it tries to find that same um, geography that it, it can find within a, a, a deer's brain. And it can't. So it literally just destroys the inside of this moose's brain and turns it into a walking zombie. I was watching this thing. I'm going to turn on the video right now. Oh, do do do. Oh. Oh, oh. Uh, uh to look at it. This thing is like, oh my god. It it it's like shoving its head into the ground. It's not walking right. It's it, it's its head's like permanently cocked to one side. Is that turning it into a zombie moose, or is that just brain damage? It it literally like it takes away everything. I mean, you could call it brain damage. You could call it that, but it just it to watch this thing. It's so pathetic because it's not technically controlling the the moose. The moose has just lost functions. But it has changed the moose. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, some of these things is it's just it's. It's scary. Because like I said, like I was saying, all it takes is one of these things to just change just a little bit to affect well, people. We know there are organisms that can affect multiple species, like rabies can affect humans and cats and dogs and raccoons and whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So it wouldn't take much, I don't think, for one of them to to evolve enough to to do that. That would that would suck. Yeah, uh, we already got you know things that use our bodies as like birthing capsules and stuff like sure. flies. I just want you to know, gentlemen, I think we've convinced some men in the chat room to go after the crazy cat ladies in their neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah, but they're crazy. Steve. Yeah. Steve, <laughs> you don't stay with them. <laughs> For Christ's sake, Steve. I have never met a crazy cat lady. Well, there was a couple that are nice, but yeah, they're never, they're never all there. Well, no. Some of them, I suppose, could be, but What's that moose movie <laughs> I wanted to watch? You want to watch the moose movie? You hey, you're going to put video of moose? No, I wasn't going to put it up because then we get nailed on fucking YouTube. Right. Yeah. He was watching that it. Up. I was watching it to describe it for you. Well, that ain't fair. Well, I can't fucking show it to the fucking people at home. Fuck YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. And that's the conclusion of our show. <laughs> I mean, you can't have everything, Steve. <sighs> Just imagine a moose going crazy, Steve. Yeah. I was imagining it in my head. Inside, okay, well. Can't walk right. It's on four legs, Steve, and it can't fucking walk for shit. All right. I'll just imagine. Imagine. <laughs> That's funny. I was imagining out loud. Oh, sorry. oh God. Yeah. Some days. <laughs> some days, Steve. But it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if real life zombies could happen. I think so. Zombie people. It makes me wonder a lot of things. Because there's also like a um, a caterpillar. I think it is that it, its body has evolved over time to where it looks like a snake. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, to ward off birds and other predators. And it even knows to wave itself in the right. air, just like the snake it's mimicking. Right. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, you have the different, you know, insects out there that <clears throat> look like, you know, they're completely camouflage. You know, they yeah. look like specific leaves and stuff like oh, that. There, there was another wasp I forgot about that it attacks spiders. It uh, it goes in and it lays an egg on the spider's abdomen, <clears throat> just attaches it to it. Where the spider the, can't reach it. Where the spider can't reach it, the egg uh, develops and then uh, burrows into the spider, takes it over, like basically drugs it under its own control. Like that crappy Wild West movie. And then yes, and then eventually, but without Will Smith, eventually. It makes it spin this strange web that it would never spin and hang a single string so that it can make its cocoon. And then at, at it, and the last thing that it does once it emerges from the cocoon is devours the spider. <laughs> it's a fucking, it, it is a very vicious and strange world. And I, w I went down this whole rabbit hole, like a, I think it was like two weeks ago. I just sat and watched video after video after video. And I was like, what the fuck? So you have a couple of situations at play here. 
either we have stoned very little understanding of the abilities of science and nature or there is some sort of uh, intelligent design at work that is also extremely cruel and morbid yeah yeah i'm going with the science and nature thing um, that it is it, i mean it, it is very odd that these things have found these uh, they're in s very specific niches it, it it it's insanely specific i mean how long do you have to be uh, preyed upon <coughs> before your body starts <coughs> changing the way it looks until it looks like a predator of the thing that preys upon you yeah <laughs> i mean how is that even possible man how is that even possible well but and the, here's the thing you gotta remember about caterpillars slash moths moths or butterflies or whatever the the case may be in this uh particular one i can't remember um th they have the ability to have way more generations in one of our lifetimes right you know so their ability to adapt and change is a lot faster um it it, it just i was actually watching an old uh, not an old uh, one of the remember when they came back out with the outer limits in the 90s yeah i was watching the one with uh uh bo bridges it was like the first the pilot episode it's almost like a movie because it was like an hour and a half long. And it was actually based on a George R.R. R. Martin story about uh, soil samples that they brought back from Mars that had these eggs in them that wound up being these um, little insects and how they adapted so quickly because they were able to have so many different generations and then they became intelligent, et cetera, et cetera. But... <clears throat> That, I think that's what we're we're seeing when it comes to these things like these caterpillars or whatnot. They have the ability to have an insane amount of generations in a very short period of time. So they can adapt. Same thing with like these parasites, these single-celled organisms like uh, toxoplasmosis. I mean, the amount of generations that, it, that can pass in like a fucking five-year period for this stuff. And that's why I say all it takes is one little tweak in one direction for that thing to change and to be able to control us in another way, which could be horrifying. You have fucking zombie people. I'm already scared. We all should be. These things are creepy. You know, should understand. But I did. I went down this, and it was a rabbit hole. I just sat there in awe, like my jaw just bowed. What the fuck? <clears throat> Blown away. I mean, because we've all heard about these different things, these these different creatures that take things over and you know make them do shit. But to to like really go down the rabbit hole and watch each of these individual little things and how they've they've carved out this little spot. Like the cordyceps with the ants and the fucking the wasp with the with the fucking ladybug, and then the other wasp with the damn cockroach, and the one with the fucking spider. Well, I'm, I'm, rooting, I'm rooting for the cockroach wasp though. 
They no. are beautiful, Steve. Yeah. They're emerald colored. They're yeah. fucking pretty as shit. And they kill cockroaches. A cute little fucking wasps. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Cute little well, fuckers. Yeah, but they kill one cockroach. Yeah. Yeah, but there's more than one of them. Not just one guy out there doing all the work. Well, I'm pretty sure cockroaches outnumber these wasps. Probably. For now. <laughs> well, if that ever the changes. The war rages on. Like, do you want a wasp infestation in your house? I no, mean, I'm allergic, but <laughs> maybe not to that particular wasp. I'm hoping. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, just the concept. I mean, you know, yeah, we th there's lots of parasites. You know, ticks, fleas, all all these things like tapeworms, like it goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. But the idea of like then the parasite has the ability to take over and control the host. Yeah, that changes the ball game. Yeah, and to just think about the idea that when you get the flu your brain chemistry changes to make you want to go out in public. Not like, not, not, not like you decide that. Right. The, the, your brain chemistry because of the flu changes in such a way that makes you want to be around more people hmm. to allow the virus to survive. Correct. But viruses don't think but this one so what makes it happen you, you see what i'm saying it, it, well what probably happened if we're thinking evolutionarily speaking the types of flu viruses that caused this brain chemistry change in people were the ones that were more effective but how did those viruses on? come into existence to begin with that happened to do that a simple mutation that, if you want my honest opinion, a simple mutation. In that case, I can totally buy a simple mutation. But why would that mutation exist in the first place? Just maybe it just happened. Maybe you know, something happened that caused the the virus to create this protein within people. I I don't know. I'm speculating, but just this one time, and then because it did that, it was far more effective. And it spread a lot more. So then it became the more dominant strain. That's my guess. I don't think it was I don't think it was done for any specific reason. I think it was just a genetic hop. Like it was a, a mutation. Just happened. You know, this one time and boom. <clears throat> that's how evolution, if you believe in such a thing. Works. That's right, correct. That's how it works. But that I buy with a lot of these, like the, the cordyceps fungus, it's like, what was it doing before? Like, how was it working before just falling on nation now, just falling everywhere until it, until it got to the right place and until the, the right thing. mutation of the fungus, like landed on an ant and was successful. Uh -huh. I mean, and, right. How did it keep from dying out before then? Right, like that's uh, with the, with something like that. It's a little more, a little harder for me to wrap my head around how it got there. With the flu viruses, okay, it was already attacking people to begin with. You know, it was already infecting people, and then you know it had a, it had a mutation, and then this is what it does now.
but it's very interesting that it does that to the brain chemistry with the cordyceps fungus it's a whole different type of ball game like because you don't have instances of the cordyceps fungus beforehand infecting ants but not bursting out of them and killing them or you know changing you know you don't have that we don't see that anyway we're personally not seeing that the before what it was like before <clears throat> but the, the so going weird, too deep man weird ass fungus man it i gotta pull out. out man because like it i creeps you the fuck out well where did it come from to begin with well even and, then go, and then you go down these rabbit holes of our fungus our fungus or fungi <laughs> mushrooms etc alien uh or, or extraterrestrials because there are people who believe that spores uh because they can survive in the vacuum of space could have come from another planet yeah so they could have already had their niche and maybe just changed a slight way when they got here but there are people who believe that fungus are not native to the planet because they don't work like anything else. Hmm. <clears throat> fungus, breeds, fun fungus breeds oxygen. The largest organism on the planet is a fungus. It's a mushroom. Yeah. It's in, it. Is it in Washington or Oregon? I think Washington. Yeah. It is it, it is massive. <clears throat> but yeah, and these things, you know, they do they demonstrate some type of intelligence? I don't know if we could quantify it as intelligence, but they definitely have found a way to perfectly procreate. They found that perfect little spot in the ecosystem. It, 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 it's fascinating. Like I said, when I go down these little these little rabbit holes, I I'm fucking lost. Uh, and I went down this one, and whoo, dear God, dear God, <clears throat> this is fun shit. No, it's not. <laughs> it is, Steve. You freak us out, man. <laughs> Listen, what am I supposed to do? You know, you're a harbinger of doom. That's what you are. Yeah. yeah. It's, I can't help it, Steve. It's not possible. It's probable. Holy shit. Yeah, it's going to happen. Fucking invasion of the body uh, snatchers. Body people. Well, yeah, I mean, just take the fungus, for instance. If it eventually gets to a point where something happens and uh, ants start disappearing... It's going to have to move on to something else. Yeah. To survive. Oh, yeah. If it can wipe out an entire colony of ants, then what? So it's going to have to do, you know. Well, I'm sure there's quite a few ants on the, uh, sure. the jungle forest floor, but, uh, you know. But if something happened, um, a catastrophe or something. Yeah. And say in this area of the world, ants became extinct. Right. Then the fungus will either die or evolve. Or we'll find another niche, yeah. Right. 
my my bets on the fungus. Oh, yeah, another niche. Absolutely, I think so too. And again, scary because all it takes is those little changes. Because that niche could be humans. Correct. Well, we know we know that the flu virus changes every season, basically. That's why oh, yeah. we have a new flu That's vaccine. Right. It adapts really quickly to our our defenses. Yes. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, we're gonna all be zombies. Can these parasites do the same thing? Steve? Yes, I I would believe so. Twenty eight days later, is coming. Mm -hmm. Fucking Walking Dead. You and Rick Grimes. I'm sure it's going to be an eventual, gradual thing, but it'll ha it could happen. Steve I think would it, make a good Rick Grimes. He would make a good Rick Grimes. I think so. I don't even I know who so. that is. I think so. You haven't watched any Walking Dead, Steve? No, sir. <clears throat> You're missing out. No. At least, at least up till the season with the governor. You know, at least up to there, Steve. You got to at least make it to there, buddy. How many seasons is that? Oh, only five. Oh, okay. I might be able to do that. Yeah, it's not bad. And the first two seasons are real short. It's not a lot of episodes. So you fly right through them, Steve. You'll be good. Zombies is people. They're fighting, trying to survive. These dudes fucking fucking each other's fucking wives and shit. Hmm. Get into it, Steve. It's like a zombie soap opera. Yeah. Right. Zombie soap opera, Steve. I mean, I used to watch Days of Our Lives, so it couldn't be much different than that, right? No different. All Steve. right. Like, uh, zero difference. The reason The Walking Dead became so popular is because the focus is not on the zombies. Right, it's on the people, the relationships between the people. But yeah, it's a good show, Steve. You should check it out. Like I said, up to the governor. I'd go to the governor. Oh. Stop at the governor. No. Yep. That's where I stopped, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, sorry. That's where you stopped. That's right. That's where I stopped. It's not where I stopped. I know. Still going. I know. That was kind of the way with sliders after the first two seasons. Oh, Steve. How dare you? What? You can't do that. I How can't do you? what? Compare the two. I'm not comparing the two. I'm comparing the fact that... Yeah, but we'll be talking about like Lost or something like that. And you'll be like, well, Quantum Leap. Stuck <laughs> <laughs> in the 80s and 90s. What do you expect? I'm just catching up. I'm catching up slowly, but I'm catching up. I, I, at I least I didn't me mention Walker, Texas Ranger. Fucking who, who wouldn't mention Walker, Texas Ranger? Walker told me I have AIDS. What? Don't you remember that episode with the uh, Sixth Sense kid? Oh, no. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Uh, before he was in the Sixth Sense, he was on Walker, Texas Ranger. Playing uh -huh. the role of a little boy who had AIDS. Well, I currently watched uh, Sixth Sense Boy in uh, uh, Extremely Wicked, whatever the fuck it is, that Ted Bundy movie on Netflix. Oh, is he in it? Yeah, like uh, the fat version of uh, Sixth Sense Kid. Yeah. <laughs> I see cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. You seen he put on a few pounds? He has. Yeah. Yeah, he has. And he admit he wholeheartedly admits it too. 
Well, like yeah. you hear him talking in interviews, he's extremely candid about it, which is awesome. Oh, Haley Joel yeah. Osmond, I give him props. But during times that like actors aren't working, a lot of them just like you know blimp up a little bit. Has <laughs> enough time has enough time passed for me to talk about Avengers yet? No. Okay, no, listen, listen, fuck you all. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Fucking Fat Thor. I love Fat Thor. Fucking Fat Thor was the best thing about Avengers Endgame. <laughs> and the fact that they didn't make him skinny Thor, you know, skinny ripped Thor. Yeah. Like at all, they kept him Fat Thor. Yeah. The whole movie. Like, oh, you've made him a sex symbol, have you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to turn him into the big Lebowski. <laughs> You fucking the dude, <laughs> the, fucking... the dude Thor. Oh uh, yes, I, Fat Thor made my fucking day, <clears throat> and literally the fact that when he, at the end of the of the movie, when he goes to get his fucking hammer and everything, and he the the suit comes on him, and he's still Fat Thor. Yeah, he's still Fat Thor, and the suit fit. <laughs> And and for the people who say that's fucking fat shaming, fuck off. Oh, dude. Fuck I've been off. I've been it, fat it, Thor my whole life. Like that's not it, fat it, shaming. It made fucking guys that are a little tubby feel like, all right, yeah. Fat Thor. Yeah. We're the only guys reading Thor anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on now. <laughs> fucking fat Thor was the shit. Like the fact that he's living like a slob and like guzzling beer and playing Fortnite with his boys. <laughs> it's fucking being like, I'll come yeah. to your fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That was the best. That I mean, I won't ruin anything else because I actually had the movie ruined for me by Facebook, you fucks. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, Fat Thor. Oh, my God. Wasn't that the best? Fucking Fred Dunn. Get on Fat Thor. <laughs> Get on it, boy. <laughs> we need some Fat Thor portraits out you, there. You, you need a four-pack Avengers Endgame that includes Fat Thor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just do the evolution of Thor in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> With the last one being Lebowski Thor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be the fucking best. Oh shit, Steve, buddy, old pal. Huh? You got any news this week? Uh, yeah. Oh, good. Did, did we throw you there with that last one? No. Oh yeah. No, Fat Thor. I'm all in. Oh good. You watch the Travel Channel at all? Or... I do not. Mm. I'm not. Steve, I'm not much of a uh, TV uh, channel person anymore. I'm a Netflix, Hulu, you know, that type of person. Okay, okay. Well, this might change your mind. Okay. Uh, DreadCentral.com, Louisiana, and its iconic bio. Is there a bayou? Bayou. bayou. Oh, no. <laughs> bayou. Bio. I'm going to call it bio. Don't call it bio. <laughs> Uh, what are, what are we gonna alienate all our Louisiana fans? Yes, are all right. Bayou, 
have wow. been the source of some of America's most chilling ghost stories and documented supernatural encounters. This makes it a perfect setting for the Travels Channel's new series, Ghosts of Morgan City. It debuts the 21st of June <laughs> at 9 p.m. I don't know why this is news, but we're reading it anyway. And plus Morgan City is in Louisiana, which also helps. Say. Yeah, I see. There's, uh -huh. some, there's something strange happening in Morgan, Morgan City, Louisiana. What's that, Steve? I don't know. Police Chief James Bo Blair is ready to get to the bottom. Bo Blair is ready to get to the bottom of that shit. Right. <laughs> is this a sequel to In Heat of the Night? That's right. With, but with ghosts, yes. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Bubba? Oh, great show. You seen that poltergeist? Bubba? It's a great show. I ain't seen that fucking thing there, Chief. With a, with a surge in unusual emergency calls related to unexplained paranormal encounters, Chief Blair has reached out to Police Chief Mike King of Shepherdstown, west of Virginia, who uh, not too long ago was in a similar situation. Following Chief King's advice, Chief Blair decides to recruit a team of specialists. That sounds like the A-team. Uh, Can we remake In the Heat of the Night with Jackie Gleason and Richard Pryor? Did anybody catch that? They did. The, the, um, oh, I read it. Uh, the, All uh, in the Family and Jefferson's live show? Because we no. were going through tornadoes, so I wasn't able to watch it. No, I, I heard the, uh, they did some of the audio on the radio show that I listened to, but I did not catch it, no. Wait, what? All in the Family and the Jefferson's live show? Yeah, they yeah. did it with uh, current actors. Woody Harrelson played the Carol O'Connor part. Um, yeah. uh, Marissa Tomei played Edith. Yeah. <clears throat> they had Jamie Flo Fox played. Uh, yeah, Jamie Foxx, dude. How do you go in the role of George Jefferson? How do you go Jamie Foxx and not Kevin Hart? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Kevin Hart would, in my opinion, would have been the better choice. Yeah. I don't know how we got on the Jeffersons and all my family, but... Listen, uh, Steve, this is how this works. You just fucking <laughs> roll with it, all right? Ghosts of Morgan City is premiering on Friday, June 21st at 9 p.m. Watch it. Watch it. Have you seen that horrible new ghost show out? Probably not. Uh, called, like, Ghost Bait or Paranormal Bait or something? No. It's ghost Bait. No. It's like, you know, complete bullshit. <laughs> like I guess like the concept is like have a person like sit in a chair or maybe they're even tied to the they chair. Have, like an underage girl tied to a chair. <laughs> yeah. And then like when the ghost comes in, Chris Hansen comes have around. Her. Yeah. But they, they have like a burlap sack over their head so they can't see anything. <laughs> and then I guess they like provoke the spirits. They're like hmm. Trying to use the person as bait for the ghost. No, I have not seen this one, Matt. Yeah, it's horrible. Nor would, do I think I want to. No, you don't. If watching Travel Channel isn't your thing, but you do like to travel, now you can look for UFOs with night vision binoculars and meet alien abductees on a Mexican cruise. Did you do that yourself, or did you read that? I read that. Okay. Why? Well, I did the first part myself. 
if looking watching TV isn't your thing. Yeah, the segue. That's if you're jer- if if jerking off while you're choking yourself is your thing. <laughs> From travelandleisure.com. Steve, uh, I want you to know if you're gonna scarf, always have a spotter. If your UFO conspiracy theories, I don't even want to get into that. So David Carradine. I don't want to even acknowledge <laughs> that. If UFO conspiracy theories are enough to make you family want to send, go out to sea, and you can now book a cruise. Holland America Cruise Line is hosting a seven-day UFO cruise. I need your precious. To explore the possibility of what's out there while passengers uh, are out I was hanging. Passengers will be there in seminars at sea. Two worlds collided. While docking in Mexican ports to discover the history of UFO sightings and artifacts in the country. According to the cruise line, passengers will be able to see how I ignored you guys. We'll be able to hear from speakers who are researchers, quote unquote, and investigators. Authors, teachers, speakers, intuitive counselors, healers, contactees, abductees, and spiritual teachers. Included in the lineup uh, is the executive director for the Mutual UFO Network. I actually read better when you guys are distracting me. Steve, do you know what edging is? No. And it's not related to your lawn? No. No. Okay. Included in the lineup is the executive director of the Mutual UFO Network. MUFON. MUFON, Yes. And documentarians from the History Channel's Ancient Alien series. Hey, you can go on a cruise with Sukalos, man. Ooh. Yeah. What about Childress? I don't know. I bet he's there, too. It doesn't uh, name them. Uh, every night after hearing from the experts, passengers can partake in a UFO watch with night vision binoculars provided by the ship. When you can learn to hang while joking yourself, it will be time to go. <laughs> The cruise will take place from October 6th through 13th of this year, leaving from and returning to San Diego. The cruise is available from the low, low price of $16.98, not $16.98 per person. If if you book by June 1st, so get get your tickets now. He was a master of hung fu. Newsandobserver.com. Man says he saw Bigfoot along rural road in Georgia. And quote unquote, I wasn't getting out of the truck. <laughs> a 51-year-old man says he saw a seven to eight foot tall creature standing along a mountain highway in Georgia Monday, uh, leading you tonight. <laughs> leading to talk of the legendary I'm not breathing. <laughs> Details were posted this week on the Expedition Bigfoot Facebook. I didn't even know there was such a Facebook page. <clears throat> operated by David Bacara. You familiar with him, Matt? No. Not me either. The incident reportedly happened around 8.30 p.m. along State Highway 515 in Cherry Log. Cherry Log. Uh, Cherry Log. Cherry Log, Georgia, uh, which is between the towns of Ellijay and Blue Ridge. No idea. Bacara. I am familiar with Elijah. Yeah. It was still light out, and the driver braked when he saw the what he described as a very dark, seven to eight foot tall, hairy, two legged creature with a pointed head. Uh, he pulled over, skidding on the gravel, and waited on the back side of the small patch of woods, thinking it would emerge on the other side. It never did. Edward Lee, the man who gave the testimony to 
Tubakara says he fears being ridiculed over the incident. So he just had somebody posted all over Facebook, apparently. <laughs> but he told, what his name? Uh, but he told the Charlotte Observer he does believe he saw a Bigfoot on his way home Monday night. <laughs> he spoke to a newspaper about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be ridiculed, but my own wife didn't believe me, I guess, he told the Observer. Nothing they, noting they'd been married 23 years. It wasn't no bear. It was walking straight up like a human with long arms swinging back and forth like a monkey. So it's a I saw it on the side of the road. It took five steps and was gone in the woods. Gone. Gone. Prior to that, he says he wasn't what you'd call a believer in the fabled creature. He wonders if... A believer. A believer, yes. He wonders if development in the area is flushing them out. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I think so. Uh -huh. Expedition Bigfoot Facebook page. Never heard of it. Huh. <clears throat> Anyway, fellas, that is the news. That's it? Yeah. That's all you got? Yes. Shit. I was hoping, oh, I can, I I was, I was hoping you were going to have a good scarfing story. Well, let me look one up. That's some good news, Steve. What's scarfing? Uh, it's uh, jerking off while you're strangling yourself. Oh, I thought that was called something else. Autoerotic as as that. It's called that too. Okay. Uh, the, the, you know, it's a, the, in layman's terms, Steve. Cool kid, Scarfin. It's a little bit easier to say. Yeah. That's right. You know, you don't have to go through all that stuff. Well, well next week on the news, scarfing. Scarfing. I think you should uh, do some research, Steve, and uh, no, maybe, maybe we can do a PSA for the kids. No. About scarfing. But if I asphyxiate myself while well, I'm I mean, because if you're going to do autoerotic asphyxiation, Steve, you should at least, you know, know the ins and outs. I would be dead, wouldn't I? Yeah. Don't, no. Doesn't that usually result in Not asphyxiation? Not if you have a spotter, Steve. Oh, and, and your wife is in the medical field, right? Well, she's a nurse's aide. She's not qualified to, you know, revive somebody who's <laughs> asphyxiated. I think you got bring back a special live episode of a uh, nasty dog and rat boy or whatever <laughs> about a uh, Bigfoot case where a Bigfoot body is found scarfing. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> oh, God. Don't give me any ideas, man. <clears throat> the David Carradine of Bigfoots. <laughs> Legend. Uh, well, no, it doesn't continue. Yeah, I don't. I don't know when we'll be able to uh, get the lady archaeologist. Um, I know she's in Belize currently. I don't know when she's back exactly, um, but I will discuss that with her when she returns next week. I'm thinking. And Matt, I know this is a sore subject for you. Oh, good. Is it about tornadoes? No, no, it's not about tornadoes. No. <clears throat> no, not the chupacabra. Um, I thought because the uh, the U.S. government now recognizes it as a formal religion, we should go back and look at Satanism mm. throughout the years um, in all of its uh, bullshit and ah uh, forms um, over the years. So I was thinking that that could be 
<clears throat> a road we have not traveled down before. Um, not necessarily a fan of the whole religion, uh, but you I thought really, you don't care to worship the devil and shit. A lot of them the, nowadays, uh, Steve. Don't, uh, don't worship the yes. They say, quote unquote, that they do not worship Satan. <laughs> yes, yes, I don't yes, understand. Yes, yes. The chuckle is well deserved, Matt. I'm isn't, right there with you. Why call it Satanism then? Isn't the purpose of a religious a religion to worship something? Um, to, to claim, believe in something. They claim that the worshiping of Satan is the worst. The worshiping of power. But anyway, that's something we can get into. Yep. yep, yep. In the show i just wanted to throw the idea out there because it's something i've wanted to discuss for a while <clears throat> and i know that like it, it with with some people it stirs up a lot of emotion and it caught and, and it can cause some i think it could cause some good discussion um talking about religion there they're in i'm okay with it overall because it is something that's been around for like a long time that a lot of people take seriously yeah even if they are just nerdy guys living in their mom's basement mm -hmm. but my problem is with like the religions that people just create to mock you know right other religions right well then you got to remember there are people out there who excuse me who firmly believed that when Lovecraft came out with the Necromonicon, that that was an actual book. Yeah. Like, the, and, the, and there's a lot of these things. Um, you know, the Satanic Bible that was published in the 80s was published by Anton. It was uh, written by Anton LaVey. There have been many different incarnations of a quote-unquote Satanic Bible. But, you know, like I said, these are all things we can go into next week. Um, uh, it's just something I've I, I thought we should go into. <clears throat> being that is now um, recognized. But anyhow, on that note, hopefully this uh, bed is not too loud. But we're going to try it anyway. <laughs> Matt says it's not. So, Steve, if it is, bring the end of the out. Music bed, Steve. Music bed. Oh, music bed. I thought something else was going on completely. <laughs> yeah, Steve, I'm going to fuck live on air. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. Audio only. <laughs> God almighty, on that note. Uh, yeah, turn it down. Pain in my ass. Pain in my fucking ass. This has been the 40 and Slip, episode 79. The zombie parasites are coming. If you like this shit, hit the little thumbs up button. If you don't, hit the little thumbnail button. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Check out Matt Nav at youtube.com forward slash Bigger Crossroads. Encrypted Tales. Check out Richard Allen's vlog is below the show. And Bigfoot with Keaton Cullen on Facebook. He's always putting out some wacky fucking comments trip about something. Sometimes I don't get them, sometimes I do. Bye.
check it out anyway. Check out uh, Hera Breakdown. He's not doing much this month, but you can check out his other stuff. And older stuff. YouTube.com forward slash Hera Breakdown. As always, check out our good friend, Fred Dunn, at YouTube.com forward slash DreadFun and DreadFun.com. He is currently at one of the Comic-Cons, I do believe, this weekend, selling his wares. So, shout out to Fred, always doing something good and awesome for us. I will be getting a new tattoo. Mm. Yes, Steve, new tattoo. I'm going to get a wizard. Get a uh, overdone. Overdone? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what i'm doing steve because i'm covering up covering up superman oh yeah going bye-bye no more superman it's going away so uh and we will be back next week ladies and gentlemen with another wonderful show more than likely on the uh wondrous religion of satanism where you too can worship the devil Oh, hell no, I'm not even going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, see ya!